Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Yes, we are back. We are back in the pod. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. How is, uh, how's your day going so far? <laughs> Me? <laughs> yeah. I got Benadryl hangover. Yeah, you got a hangover, but not from the partying. No. From, took two Benadryls last night to make my allergies calm down because they were going crazy because the rain. Every time I go out and look at you, you're, you've got the uh, iPad in your in your chest and you're asleep again. Every time I try to like study. read and study, it makes me like sleepy. The brain just powers me down. It's yeah. crazy. Just, yeah. But it's from the Benadryls. It, like three different times. It was pretty funny. From the Benadryls, it, next day I always feel like, like this. Yeah. It's the downfall of taking them. It helps my allergies. It kills the, I mean, it calms the attacks down, but on the flip side, I'm hung over from it. But yeah. Not like it's a headaches. rainy weekend too. So it's kind of like <clears throat> it's raining outside, yeah. you know, it's perfectly conducive to falling asleep on the couch. You, you know what I'm talking about, my allergy people out there. You guys are probably suffering too. This rain, the humidity, yeah. And then in spring right after. So two worst seasons for people with allergies. I um I wanted to take a moment to give a shout out to a review that we got on nice. Thank you. Apple Podcast. Thank you, by the way. I really appreciate someone taking the time to leave a review because yes. I know it's a pain in the butt. But Mama yeah. Alex, if you're out there Send me an email, Janine at JanineEscobar.com, because your next Starbucks run is going to be on us. I'm going to send you a Starbucks card, so I appreciate that. But she left a five-star review that says they have a natural and fun banter about all sorts of topics. They keep it real and share about themselves very authentically. I appreciate their honesty about mental health and other life struggles. Also, they're motivating, and I love their philosophy on movement and balance. Loving the coffee breaks. I've started enjoying a Diet Coke guilt-free. Thank you for, for curating all this content. What a nice review. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I like, like that little part, movement and balance. That's so important. Oh, Ends my God. If you could life. hear this guy. That's cool. When I tell you that we live the life and walk the walk and talk the talk, this guy over here is constantly talking about stretching and balance and core and all day long. I got to level up more. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. never enough. It's it's not for show, you guys. It is not mm -hmm. for the podcast. This is <clears throat> you eat and drink and breathe mm -hmm. this shit. I love it. Mm -hmm. I train every day. I love it. It's fun. And you know what's cool about reading and it said in there is this should be enjoyable. Yeah. So you have to find what you in enjoy. In our studies. Hmm? You're just being vague, but it's in our studies. I'm sorry, it's in our studies. Yes, yes. About exercise. It should be fun for everybody. So yeah. you got to find what you enjoy. You have to find what you enjoy. Yes. Yeah. We if you are if you're hating it and dreading it really badly, you got to go back to the drawing board and try different things because you won't be able to remain consistent with that feeling. It doesn't work. I keep telling people, mix in resistance, cardiorespiratory, and throw some martial arts. Doesn't mean fighting. You could do yoga. Try other things. Challenge yourself. Fun fact, one of the things that, not that I was interested in doing it because I'm not, because I tried it, it's not for me, but... I, one of the things I noticed about you before I ever knew you were you were the only personal trainer in 24-Hour Fitness. You had like a ring set up and you would do like shadow boxing with your clients. And, yeah. And you no, know, you would hold pads. I hold pads for my clients. For your yeah. clients. That's what separated me from every other trainer. I had my own style. And, and they loved it. Mm -hmm. You know, they got to, uh, I got to elevate their heart rate. They loved the yeah. stimulation, the challenging. And, and of course, who doesn't have pent-up frustrations and like hitting things? They loved it. They're right. good at it. Yeah. It was fun. I enjoyed doing that. Maybe someday, come out of retirement and do it again. Yeah, maybe. Stay tuned. Maybe. Stay tuned. You're, you're your own unique 
your own unique style. And today's hot coffee topic, it's just kind of a funny thing. And it reminded me of something with my kids. But uh, a DoorDash driver delivered, or no, a six-year-old Michigan boy ordered $1,000 worth of food on Grubhub on his dad's phone. So the dad took the took the boy to bed and mm, and the great. son said like, "Hey dad, is the pizza here yet?" And the dad's like, "Huh?" You know, he didn't get it. But then all of a sudden, he said slowly one by one, he started getting multiple different deliveries of food at the at the porch and his phone was going off, "Your delivery's here, your driver's approaching." The son was on there playing, thought it was like a game and ordered $1,000 worth of food. Whoa. On Grubhub. Damn. Lock it down, guys. This is why your kids shouldn't play with your phone. Exactly. He's lot, six. A lot of, lot of things, they can get to things that they shouldn't be getting to yeah. as well. Six years Explicit old. things. Yeah. Six years old. Yeah, it's no bueno. Don't well, do that. Well, what's on your phone? Explicit things. I said explicit things. Yeah, like, like they what? Can get, kids can get to porn sites and stuff <laughs> using their parents' phones. Oh, like, well, yeah, I know, yeah. but I mean. And then they start ordering stuff on there, because which they've done in the past, so you yeah. know, you got to be careful. Well, Tyler, when, before, when Amazon first started, and they one-click settings was a big deal, and uh, Tyler's 25, <laughs> so he was maybe like four years old at this time, so it's like 21 years ago. He ordered an Elmo toy or something with the my one click settings because it was real easy to place an order mm-hmm. and that's as back when amazon was just books and toys they had a wow. few toys they were mainly books, books. And, toys. I remember and the ups driver comes you know a couple days later and and I, I answered the door and i go oh i didn't order anything from amazon i look back in the days when this was unusual to have an amazon package and tyler gets up and he grabs it from me and he goes oh that's mine <laughs> and he walks down the At hall. four years old? Four years old. He goes, oh, Man. that's mine. Opens it, and it is a freaking Elmo toy. Your son is smart. He was, he's got a gift. Right? You better do that at four years old? Yeah, I mean, granted, it was like one-click setting, but, but still, he knew he I, was ordering something to be exactly. delivered. And you got to understand, that's, this is before it was common to yes. do your shopping online. Yeah, that was that was unheard of. It was then. not common. No. So funny, though. But that's what it reminded me of this. Like, good thing he was conservative and ordered one toy and didn't order himself or didn't like, like 10 or 20 or yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. crazy. Yeah. But I thought that was, pre- I thought that was, was pretty thoughtful. funny. He also had some sense to him at four years old not to go crazy with your credit card. And then there was another thing. Speaking of DoorDash, there was a, a, a DoorDash driver literally walks onto a basketball court during a college basketball game with his with his phone and the bag like looking all over trying to deliver like interrupted the game like wasn't even like didn't think like hello this is like just they're playing doing a game you know, auto autopilot is doing his job his yeah job is just deliver it, it service, they had to pause the game oh <laughs> literally somebody in the stand should have got reprimanded for that well i mean you know what speaking of doordash drivers while we're on this hot coffee topic it was kind of raining yesterday, like drizzling. And my food, he, he, did you see where he left my food? No. He left it hanging on the out, outer gate, hanging on the I outer gate. How would they do that? Even though my notes say, please deliver to the porch. Don't ring the doorbell, but please deliver to the porch. Yeah. It irritates me when they deliver it to the outer gate. Like I tip well. If I was it's a crappy that, tipper, that, that's not even that. I know what irritates you because you're a boss and you're a, you're a, a manager. You're being lazy. What do no, you mean? No. What? Follow instructions. You left specific oh, yeah. instructions. It's oh, real no, easy. For you sure. left it clear. Perfect instructions. You didn't follow it. So, but I they didn't follow. They yes. don't follow because it's laziness, yeah. Yeah, right? Of course. Okay, I get too. that. But I tip well, so I expect 
when I tip well, good like service. extra good service, and mm-hmm. it annoys That's what me. You're for. And I I've, I've been known to if my service is extra good, I've been known to go back into the app and up the tip for mm-hmm. my Instacart drivers. Listen, I appreciate service employees. I am a service employee. I consider myself a service employee. Yep. Yep. I appreciate. We've always been good tippers, mm-hmm. but it irritates me when they half-ass stuff. I get yeah. A, yeah. I get annoyed. And they want and they want full gratuity. Oh yeah, we hate, we, I hate that too. Like nowadays, you you go to a restaurant, and you don't get the you want full gratuity, right? You got to work service. That's your job. You yeah, know? and I do. I appreciate good service, but I get really irritated with bad service because yes. I myself, I consider myself as a coach, a service employee. I provide a service, not a product. So I like to be treated with respect, and I like people to value my time. So I do that as well with yes. service employees. But then I also provide a quality service to my clients and so i expect service employees to provide me a quality service and i get annoyed yesterday i walked all the way down as our house is enclosed with a gate at the it go, that goes all the way to like the sidewalk we have a large front yard i know that i sound like a lazy entitled bitch as i say that i'm realizing that you but you kind of do but it was a rainy day it was a lazy day and you hey listen you earned your day to be on the I'm couch sorry be lazy. I, i'm just being honest i cannot yeah. help myself i yeah. am you authentically who who i am who i am it is what it is again yeah. we're not lazy if it was like a nice sunny day chance i would have gotten the car when it got food it's just a lazy no, but day. i honestly what irritates me more is when it says please do not knock i mean do not knock or ring the doorbell and we have a sign on our front door that says, do not knock. The dogs will go crazy. We'll go crazy. It's like a funny sign. But it's also in my app notes. And when they Over drop the, the food, pound on the door, and then walk away, and an eruption happens in our household because of our dogs. Yeah. And that annoys me too. Yeah. Yeah. So while I'm on my... <laughs> but I, I, let me rewind a little bit. Yeah. I said I said lazy. We both went. In, I worked out two plus hours yesterday. Oh. You worked out too. Yeah, I worked out lazy after we did what we had to do the rest of the day. No, I had a planned lazy day. I even yes. told you. Yeah, but we still handle our business in the morning. You know what's interesting about my planned lazy day? And pl- by lazy, I mean I got in it's comfy not even clothes, lazy though, sat on the working. couch, and I studied. You studied, yeah. That's what I did. But that was yeah. a late. I had a hard time doing that. I noticed that I. I kept feeling like I needed to be up and doing something. I had to force myself to like stop. And it was a hard stop. And when I got home from the workout, I still did stuff until like one or two o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then I was, a, I forced myself. Yeah. Like relax. Cause I know I can't relax on Sundays. I mean, no offense guys, but this yeah. podcast is, is, takes up my Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you and all, but it does take up my Sunday. But we're out doing errands after getting stuff Yeah, so Sunday's a full we're day moving. of activity. So it's not s- Sunday we sit on the couch after this is done and we're, yeah. no. No. Well, there's still editing to be done and marketing to be done. But I love it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. We did watch some fun stuff. So I wanted to talk about like fun, like junk TV, I like to call it, like junk TV. We yeah. watched a show called Milf Manor. Oh, that's show's interesting it's so interesting it's so dumb but it's interesting yeah, and it i would is. never do it by the way but there is single moms in their mid to late 40s early 50s mm-hmm. and they go on a show where they want to meet young guys so they are cougars 
they're MILFs, you yeah, know, and we'll get into movies. MILF in a second. Yeah. And so they're there expecting like them there to be tons of young single guys at this resort. That they can and they're going to compete for. But when they reveal the guys, and this is not a spoiler because it's in the first episode, but when they reveal the guys, it's their sons. They all have sons in their 20s. So now they're in a house, a big mansion, MILF Manor, with their sons so they're gonna date each other's sons yeah it's so wrong in so many ways it's it's super weird i'm I'm sure mother when mothers listen to this podcast they're gonna be cringing looking like but they didn't know it was gonna be their sons no that was a surprise yeah so who knows what the you know we talked about like reality show casting sometimes they pull a switcheroo which is why we were apprehensive about about uh, doing that reality show. They pulled like a switcheroo. This is an example of they pulled a switcheroo. The sons probably thought they were going to be part of the show, like helping their moms pick or something like that. Didn't realize they were going to be in the dating pool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or maybe their sons were led to believe that there was going to be older women and a big pool of older women to choose from too. And they got excited. Like, yeah, you know, young young guys too. Like, Who knows? Yeah. But, but anyways, that's the, that's the premise of the show. And it just made me think about the term MILF and when it came about. So I did a little digging, you know, as I I love to do, um, deep inside that coffee pot of mine. Of course. Um, So the term MILF, I thought the term MILF came from the movie American Pie. You told me that. So the movie American Pie, but it made it popular and mainstream, was back in 1999, Coming of age high school movie, very popular. I'm yes. sure you guys know. Um, but the original MILF, you know, the the screenwriters have come out and said, look, we were not the creators of that term. That term was actually came out in a, there was a census or like a, 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 a survey in college. And would you believe it that this survey was done at Berkeley? A Bay Area college. Of course. This is a surprise. In the spring of 1992. And and they characterized older women, older single women as MILFs. It came out in the survey. So that's where it came out. So it probably was published in some article or whatever. And the screenwriter for American Pie got it from there. It didn't become mainstream until American Pie, the movie. And then after that, it blew up. So. MILF stands for mom I'd like to F. Yes. Okay. And Stifler's mom, who, by the way, her name was Janine Stifler in the movie, um, was the first official. She was a MILF. She was an older single woman who slept with his high school friend. Yes. Yes. And there it went. MILF blew up after that. Yeah. It it like completely blew up. I mean, there is all kinds of like merchandise and there's been shows there's been tv shows about it there's just been tons of stuff ever since then isn't that crazy yeah it's a trip though the human psyche right between men and women how sometimes age is it's not a factor i don't know everybody's different okay so here's the thing I felt I feel like, and I know this is a common thing, but I feel like it seems more acceptable when it's older men and younger women. Older men and younger women than it is in reverse. So, like you know, yeah, when a when a man in his uh, 
late 40s is with a woman in his 20s it's like people don't even bat an eyelash anymore no, no. but if a woman True. in her 40s is with a guy in his 20s it's like whoa right the assumption is that's his mom that's weird remember demi Moore and when she was with ashton kutcher that was a big deal yeah what was the age gap on I, that? 20 years i think she was 45 and he was 25 yeah it was a big deal you're right it was yeah talked and about- i the reason for it is, and you know, I did look into this as well, and it makes sense, is because it's not as common because it is not as common for women to desire a young man. It's actually not as common because typically women desire older men, more established. That's what attracts in common, more common. More common it's yes. not like that it doesn't, obviously it happens quite a bit, but yes. it's, it's that it's not as common, whereas a man it's more common for them to desire a younger woman because of like animal instincts. Procreation. Procreation. Hips to weight ratio. Because they are still fertile Mm -hmm. in their 40s, whereas women in their 40s are not. So they are chemically designed. Um, Believe it or not, guys, do a little reading. Don't don't get mad at my wife. She's just just a messenger. They are chemically designed to seek out someone that can continue to procreate. And the... Aren't women in the twenties omitting something different? Yeah, you guys are omitting. Well, yeah, like when they hormones? ovulate, when they ovulate, they they look and smell different. Yeah. Not even noticeable, like not noticeable, but they they look and smell different. And men pick up on that. Yes, that's crazy. Yes, not even like like I don't know if I ever picked up on that before. You know what I mean? Like I never sat down and thought like hmm, I might pick up on some kind of hormone. But instinctually, maybe you, you are. do. And even, even you're even more attracted to someone when they're ovulating. When they're actually fertile, their I mean, their face changes. There, I know we we've actually talked about it before, but yeah, think yeah, about yeah. it. Think about it's animals. Amazing the science. Okay, think huh? about animals. That's they don't true. communicate. No, how does, they do not. How do they procreate so easily? Because when the the dog is in heat, which like Phoebe is right currently now, in heat, she's yeah. They know they're the, omitting. Charles can smell oh, it. Yes, Pablo can smell it. Yes, they, they smell can. The they can smell the hormones. They know what's happening. It's, they know she's fertile. They're attracted to her. Suddenly, yes. Charles is so nice. Dude, <laughs> he's right? so nice to her. See, he's being like gentle he, he and thinks, playing with her. He thinks he's going to get some. Like she's just starting heat. She'll be fertile like in a few days. So obviously, they're not spending any time alone. Nope. Um, but yeah, it's it's because Isn't it's this very similar. Okay. They so don't we communicate have it verbally, right? But we can communicate. It's different, right? We but look at that the woman is why sexually we go out on dates, we romance you, then we drink, we loosen you up, and we get to you know what we're supposed to do: procreate mm-hmm. to the end. So that is why you, it's more common, and for men to to be attracted to younger it, it, women. There's an interesting question that someone brought up in regards to this: Would we procreate? If this was not pleasurable, like if there's absolutely no pleasure, it was just for procreation. No, reasons. I don't think so. I think that, that they made the pleasure for Joe Brogan said the same for thing. For sure. Like, so that it, people would want to do it, continue to do it, love to do it. Hell no. Because then there's no reward, right? Because listen, they also the made it. I also f- truly believe that the way we deal with pain has been the way we have like, we know of the pain mm-hmm. or we know something was painful. Yes, we do. But we don't feel the memory of the pain because if we felt the memory of the pain a woman would have one child and never have another child again because you know it's the worst pain you ever experienced in your life but you don't 
actually feel the pain. You forget what the pain feels like. And we're also designed that way as well, I believe. To protect. So that from, we'll continue to procreate. Uh-huh. Because the, if you, the pain is just there in your memory. If we remembered pain in, like, in actual pain, the feeling of the pain, we no would way. not do anything that caused us pain. Yeah. You wouldn't get another tattoo. You wouldn't get right. another. I was going to say that. I wouldn't be able to tattoo It's like body. a defense mechanism so that we will do those things again. And I really think it's rooted in childbirth specifically. Because if you remember, if you truly remember the pain, you won't do it again. Yeah. Because majority of women, you talk to them what it's like. They don't want to go through it, but they tell you, man, it's like, damn, you're going to lose your life and come back out of that. You know, like it's. It's immense pain. But again, you don't, you don't actually feel like if every time you had the memory, you could feel the pain again for like five seconds. That would be enough to never want to have another baby again. That's like uh, if, 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 if men, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't go there, but men, men who think they can have babies knew what that pain felt like and they had to come out of our. Well, they've butthole. done that. They've attached like machines to the men to to give them an idea of what it feels like, and men can't handle it. Oh, that's again. right. It, it would kill us. Yeah, you, ag- to, uh, you're right. They did a simulation. It's again about that. because when men weren't designed for childbirth. No, no. Women were designed for childbirth. Yes. So we Your have a different. Is higher. Correct. For sure, hundred percent. I've always said that women's threshold is way higher. So when you try to like alter things. Things don't work properly, right? Don't you? I mean, this is totally weird analogy, but you know how like we were talking about your car keeps having issues or breaks down because you've souped it up. You put on something that didn't come with the car and it doesn't run as efficiently all the time because it is modified. Modified, yes. So when you try to modify things too much, you know, it's the balance is a little off. Yeah, you're right. You you pay. There's a price you pay. Right. You're absolutely right. It works that like that in the car world. Like yes, you got you buy a car off the lot, leave it completely stock. You keep a maintenance. It literally will run forever if you if you take care of the car. Do like me, an excessive person. You start modifying the car, adding several hundred horsepower, doing this, doing that. Oh yeah, there's a pros and cons that comes with it. In a study in the U.S. Census, oh, not a study, the U.S. Census 2016, in 8% of marriages, women were older than their husbands by four years or more. 8%? Yeah, in oh. only 8%. I got a friend who's And only 1.7% of marriages, their husband, they were older by 10 years. So out of all the married people, only 1.7% of all married people in 2016 in the United States were more than 10 years older than their husband. So it's not very common. I wonder what the other way around is. <clears throat> but they are so, but it, but for the people that do like younger men, they are a lot of times, it's like a second marriage kind of thing. Their husband left them for someone young. They're seeking that validation. Um, also they, they, women tend to live longer than men. So sometimes they are seeking someone who they think will be alive to take care of them. That's what like psychologists say. Oh, I never thought of it that way. I mean, it makes sense. You know, I guess. Yeah. But, um, it's definitely not as common, but one of the first times, and it was a big deal, was back in the 60s, the movie The Graduate was a married mother pursued a much younger man in that movie. It was The movie was 1967 called The Graduate. 
Huh. I think it had like a famous actor in it, like Al Pacino or... I don't know. I don't you know. I've know? never seen that movie. Yeah. So that was that was a big deal back then because it's that not was that a single common. mother? A married... No, a married mother pursues a much younger man. So she was married. 1967, oh. The Graduate. Oh. Yep. Interesting stuff. I don't know. I definitely think that. So based on the show, The Milf Manor, I definitely would. I, I It makes me very uncomfortable. I personally. Of course it does. Because you have a son. Yeah. Well, they all age. have sons and they're dating younger sons yeah. and they're dating other. But to me. Yeah. It's a no. As a as a mother of a son, yes, you're right. Like to me, it's a hard no. But I feel like I'm also of I'm the statistic where they say most women are attracted to older men for stability, for the taking care of you, that maturity, that yeah. security, maturity. Mm-hmm. That's me for sure. I definitely would gravitate more towards an older man. I wouldn't date someone younger than me. I know that like I've given that advice to people who are setting because you know in this day and age where you could set your date range in the app like i've asked like well what's your age range and it's like a few years younger to a few years older i'm like why would you even want a younger man at all (laughs) you know like don't do that to yourself because they have a huge pool by the way so if someone who's 45 a man their pool of women is like 30 years you know they can go 25 and they can go 55 Right, yeah, if they want, true, they true. can get an older woman. They yeah. get so they have a huge pool of women. You have a lot true. more competition when you open true. it up, narrow it down. If be I was forty-five and single, I could go. To, I would go down. I'm being honest. Yeah, be by ten years, max. That's that's good. I'm perfect with that. Younger. Yeah. Older. So, so you are forty-eight. So you would go as young as you wouldn't go younger than thirty-eight. I probably would like thirty-five. I think you would go thirty-five. Yeah, and then older. Maybe like early fifties. You remember my ex was. I know, but would you go for early fifties now though? I don't know. Because I feel like you kind of wouldn't. Be honest. My age, probably. (laughs) Okay, let's work. We're getting candid here. Age goes record show. I, I've always, I have dated older women. I know, but I do feel like, you know, if you were forty-eight now and I was fifty-three, I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you'd like that very much. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm just, be- hey, look, we got to be honest here on yeah. this show. Yeah, yeah. I don't we got to be honest. And I- I don't think like a single man, so I don't give much thought. I man. mean, like, I, I think I'm, I'd am i be particular, though. Like, yes, I say I'm attracted to older men. Not an old grandpa, okay? No Hugh Hefner. He has to be like a Sylvester Stallone. Fit. Okay? Fit He has shape. to be like hitting the, the testosterone or the GH. Something. <laughs> Sorry. Not 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 like one foot in, one foot out of the grave. No, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. like like, and I don't want him to look like an old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like the distinguished kind of. I do like that, but I don't want like you know. And see, it's grandpa. It's funny, like you say that older man. There's a lot of young girls in their twenties that love. They have a thing for older men I too. Think Why is that? Daddy issues. That's the daddy issues. You mm-hmm. think what is that? That's crazy though. Mm-hmm. You you. It's I there. think so. Yeah. I think so. That's what it is? Yeah, like you're looking well, for that father figure. Mm. You're missing the father figure or something in your life. I don't know. I think maybe. Interesting psychology. I think it's interesting how- We gotta how, look that up. That's I know, how people kind of like gravitate toward each other. I do think and there is- And that's their thing. That's, all, that's what they like. like. I do think there is something to be said for our dynamic and our families. I, do, I don't think it's a coincidence that we mesh so well and I am the baby 
in my family and you are the oldest. Yes. I'm the first born I think of six. That, and you're the last born of four. Yeah. I think that dynamic works for us. You know what I mean? Because I'm used to being, I'm like the baby mm. and you're used to being the, the, the oldest sibling. The older brother. I always have to look out for my younger siblings and take care like the second father figure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Not that I am, but I don't have daddy issues. No, you, of course I not. I don't. I actually do not have daddy issues I at all. Never, I had a good relationship. I, I stay away from that. I know. I see those signs a million miles when I was single. Trust me. No, because it's, it's headaches that come with that. If anything, my dad created a monster with me. Because he was very complimentary me growing up. Both my parents were extremely complimentary. So they made it made made me feel like I was just like always like you could this do prize. You could yeah. win, you could conquer the world. You, there's no limitations they to what did. you can do. They really did. It's all on your parents, honestly. It's all on your parents. You, the kids look to the parents for, for motivation, for inspiration. They confidence. gave me my confidence. You they they made me feel like I could do anything. You gotta teach your kids. You're in a sports competition. Okay, you lose. Everybody loses. But guess what? That levels you up, makes you yeah. better, makes you hungrier. You have to lose. Mm-hmm. Makes you better. Everybody has to lose. It's no, oh, I'm just going to win all the time. Nope, that's not life. Yeah, so I didn't have, so I don't feel like I had any issues in that regard. Other than I think they gave me, they did give me like a lot of confidence. Of course. It's all in the sure. parents. Because imagine, imagine, okay, flip the script. Imagine they talked down you, made you feel bad, got on you about this, got on you about that. Made, let's say your dad was a mean dad, like poked at you for your weight, anything. That would destroy you. That destroys yeah. kids. Instead, they lifted you up. Not, yeah. Not pushed you down. Parents need to learn that. You could really mess your kids up if you push them down. Bring them up. For sure. Definitely. Okay, moving on to the next reality show. So, but we got world's toughest... I don't remember exa- World's Toughest something, the Navy SEALs military reality show with the celebrities. Yeah. yeah. We're continuing to watch that. We're continuing to watch that, and it's really good. I really like it. I think it's so interesting. It's a really good test of the mentals, and it just has me like thinking of how would I do under those circumstances. I've been to something similar to that. It was like a police-style training when I was a teenager, military-style like boot camp type thing I went to and I did very well. Um, but just a common thing I've noticed in the show, and this is common amongst all people, all is people. you know when someone is about to quit. You'll always know. Yes. Because they start to tell the people around them, oh man, you know, maybe I'm done with this. Maybe this is enough. And I, I you know, I think I've learned enough. They start, what are they doing? What are they doing? They're planting the seed. They're starting to give themselves their out. Out, yep. They're planting their little, little... I always know... They're trying to justify what they're about to do. That's why. Yeah. So they're building an excuse after excuse after excuse. I always know who's about to quit the show when they start like saying things under their breath and they start sharing with their castmates a little something. This is very similar in like everything, everyday life. Like when someone comes to me and they says... You know, um, okay, I'm going to do this program, but you know what? It's probably like I have my birthday this month and I have like some travel coming up or whatever, but, but yeah, you know, I'm probably not going to do very good. I'm probably going to like completely blow it, but I'm going to do, I'm like, okay, you're already like two feet out the door. (laughs) Let me stop you right there. Me and you both done programs from the same trainer, yeah. Matt Allen. Shout out to Matt. Yeah. We both traveled. We both went out. We we always had things to do. Yeah. Never once did we say that to him. Through in our programs, like, oh, my, by the way, we got birthdays, or we're going to, me and Janina be child. We, we just did it. Yeah. They gave us our program. We handled it. That's, well, the thing is, I if mean, you do that, 
catch yourself. Yeah. Like catch yourself. Slap yourself. Don't catch yourself. Slap yourself. Anytime. And I'm not talking just about your diet, your program, your workout. Anytime. If you catch yourself kind of like saying an excuse, you're, that will be your pathway to quitting. Yes. 100%. You, ingra- you ingrain that in your brain and that's an okay, out. Let me give you an example. If I say, if I, there's two ways. If I, if I say, okay, I'm going out to my birthday dinner tonight. If I don't feel good tomorrow, if I'm a little tired, I'm just, I won't work out, but I'll probably go. But if I don't feel good, if I'm a little tired because I went out late, I'm not going to go. I just up the chances exponentially that I'm not going to do that workout. Yes. If I say, I'm having my birthday dinner, I'm going to have a drink, but you know what? Regardless, I am working out tomorrow. That's non-negotiable. I'm scheduling it. I'm going to lay my clothes out. I'm doing it. Same situation. I'm 99% more likely to actually, I'm 99% more likely to actually do that workout now. Yes, you are. So moral of the story is stop giving yourself an out. Yeah, don't do that. Because you, then you, uh, same thing in fighting. Same thing. There's a reason why fighters train so much and they have to prepare for battle. Because the minute they feel any type of pain when they're in the ring or the cage, they're going to quit on themselves. But if they've gone through that and training and battled through those pains, chances are they're not going to quit. It's, it's fight. Life is a fight every mm-hmm. day, you guys. Stop quitting. People mm-hmm. quit too mm-hmm. easy. Stop quitting on yourselves. Don't. Don't give yourself an out. Because then it makes it too easy. It's almost like, yes. think about it. You're creating, you're creating a path. It makes it a lot easier to follow that, follow that path. Don't make it easy. Don't make it easy to quit. Make it hard to quit. How do you do that? How do you make it hard? Yeah. Tell people. I tell you, hey, I'm going to work out no matter what tomorrow. Yep. I tell you. Or, yep. I, or I tell you, hey, I, it's already 6 o'clock. I don't have my steps in, but I'm going to get my steps in. Right after this, I'm going to do this. Yes. I don't tell you for my good health or just tell you to, so you can give me a pat on the back. I tell you Talk because your ass if out I later tell on. you. Hey, babe, you said you're going to do an hour walking today with me. Or what happened? Yeah. What happened? I tell you it because it helps me to hold myself accountable. Yeah. So when somebody comes to me and they say, hey, I'm going to do this program, but you keep it private, right? Which I do keep it private because I'm not going to tell anybody, uh, you know, because if I don't, if I don't, if I'm not good, successful, I don't want anybody to know. That's an out. That's a huge out. You want to have increased the chances of success? Shout it to the rooftops. Yep. Tell your mom, tell your sister, tell your brother, tell your social media family, tell people. And those that are not supportive, you need to really look at them. With a closer lens, because everybody should support you on your journey, no matter what it mm-hmm. is. And I tell you, listen, I practice this. I practice this with my own clients. Yeah. I tell them about myself. I don't have to share that, but I do. I'm using them to help me too. Hold me accountable. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm entering in a calorie deficit. I could go into a secret calorie deficit because shoot, what if I'm not successful on it? Then I'm going to have to show my face to my clients and say, hey guys, I'm in a yeah. calorie deficit, but I tell you guys to do it, but I can't follow it. Yes. No. Right? I yep. could be that that type of coach, but no, I'm like, nope, I'm in a calorie deficit. I'm telling you guys, I'm going to document it because mm-hmm. I'm holding myself accountable. Yes. I tell you guys not only because I want to share it, I want to teach you. I also tell you because I need my, to hold myself accountable. Yeah, it's true. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because when you're doing your little videos in the mirror, people are like, hold up, she's not following her own program. What's up with that? That's yeah. why... You got to get yourself a coach that practices what he or she preaches. Yeah. Straight that's up. one that's of my. Only, that's the only rule. Of, yes, you have to. I'm sorry, but that's the way it's got to be. 
that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when I see, and I know this is actually a controversial opinion, but oh well. Okay, it's my opinion. It's your opinion. Because a lot of coaches say like, you absolutely do not have to be like in shape and have your own self figured out to be a good coach. You can still help people. So they're giving themselves an out. I don't agree with that. They're giving themselves a huge out. Let this be, I'm not saying you have to be perfect and have a perfect body by any means. No. But if you have not been able to figure out yourself, how can you help others? It's easier to figure out yourself than it is to help yeah. other people. Because people forget. It's the psychology you got to figure out in other people. Right. You know what I mean? You got to figure out what, what their do's and don'ts and what their ticks and icks and all that in there. You got to figure that But I just out. have a really hard time <laughs> buying that mentality that it that you can help other people, but you can't help yourself. Yeah, no. But you're good. But you're good. But you can't do it. Like if I'm sitting there and I'm telling, and look, I'm not in menopause. I'm not 55 yet. But when I'm 55, I'm going to show you that at 55, a calorie deficit will still work. That's my mission. I'll show you that you could still be fit at 70. I got to wait till I'm 70 to prove it. Yep. I believe it now. Yes. But I got to wait till I'm 70. The only thing I can prove right now with on myself is what I can do myself. So now I've proven to 47 year olds in perimenopause, calorie deficit still works. I will prove it every step of the way. Yep. Okay. Debunk. What if I was 47 in perimenopause, gained that extra weight around the midsection, wasn't able to lose it. Lose it. In fact, it starts to creep back up. So, but I'm helping women in their 40s and 50s lose weight, telling them how to do it. That they can do it. But I can't do it on myself. So I start doing my videos on Instagram. It's just my face. Hi guys, join my program. Neck up. Posting old pictures all of a sudden. I see it all the time. I see it all the time. She's giving you a little bit of exposure behind the scenes of what people be doing. I'm just telling you that I I don't agree. And there's some very popular coaches out there. Say it. That's okay. Don't say their name. I'm not going to say who they are, but I'm going to say there's very popular, like, like. That preach that? Lots of followers that preach that, that struggle behind the scenes big time. Yeah. Big time. Closet eaters. They just don't walk the walk. That too. You know? And I just, I don't get it. I don't get how you can tell people to do one thing. But you can't figure out your own psychology. Right. Your own psychology, I mean, your own mental. Because it it's all in here. Behaviors, it's routines. All, everything the body will follow and do, but it all starts in here. You know, that's, it's, it's, that's where it's at. And yeah, you can't and figure if, out yourself, like and you I'm, said. I don't, like I said, I don't expect, I don't think everyone needs to be perfect all the time. But be authentic with where you're at all the time. Yeah, be real. That's the problem is it's, you don't know who's real, who's fake. And it ruins it for people who are real. It does. Because there's so many fakes out there and they're good at it too. It you does. You know, they're very good at it. There's a little bit of psycho. So it's interesting psychology. Someone once said, psychotic people are actually very smart and manipulative and very conning. They, they have a lot of, they possess a lot of gifts. Mm-hmm. And it's a little psychotic when you're kind of lying. You're, you're kind of deceiving your, your audience. You're being yeah. deceitful. You're not being mm-hmm. honest. And they're paying you for a service and they're thinking they're getting that service, but you're not being honest. Like, come on, man. I mean, to me, it's huge in the like um, coaching field, especially for men or bodybuilding or whatever, because you don't openly see people talk about their their steroid use and their performance enhancing drug use. That they'll How talk about the on. supplements they're taking, yes. the creatine, the yes. protein shakes. Yes. They'll talk about their coaching program and yes. how they can transform you. And not until you are in that program and deep within with them will they sometimes then reveal 
the truth and then they try to get you to join them as well. If you really want to make a change, do this and that. But they don't openly say like, hey, guys, this is my physique and I got it by, you know, I... I do work out every day because it's not an easy way out necessarily. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's you know, it's, uh, let me stop you because I belong to that club. Yeah. I started working out in hardcore gyms around 17, Powerhouse Fitness where I met my best friend Mo. It took a few years. We got in with the bodybuilders, but it took a few years to get in with them. You know, we we, we proved our worth in the gym. Mm-hmm. They see how serious we were. It took a few years and then they finally started making what gear they're on, but it mm-hmm. took a while. It takes a while. It takes a while, and they start, and then you start working out with them. I've worked out with pros. I won't say which names, and got to get with them. And yeah, for sure, it's like a little privileged boys club of testosterone maniacs in the gym. But yeah, yeah, it's it's a trip though. You're right. It's like a little secret society within the gym. It is. And not every guy's privy to it. And back then, if you weren't benching three fifteen and up, you're not part of our club. You're little. Get out of here. Go with the little dudes. If your arms ain't eighteen inches and up, you're small. Get out of here. That's how it was back <clears> then, though. Very the clicky. thing. The thing that's that's a problem for me is if you are coaching other people or, or selling supplements or things like that, then you should be, I think that while well, that's a private decision, but if you're selling supplements though, you need to be honest about what you're doing. Yeah. Especially if your client, let's just say you are a bodybuilder and the, the, the guy you're training, your client, and he aspires to be a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. He wants to be huge and mm-hmm. massive. You need to explain them what what they need to do right. to get to that level. Don't mm-hmm. don't fool them by telling them take this protein powder and take this and this and this supplement with the It's not the same. Sorry. Yeah. Not even close. No, no. And I just feel like there's kind of a lot of that too. So there's just a lot of it sucks because it makes it hard for me in my business because people don't trust. They're yeah, just very. They don't trust anybody because you know that's why you know it's. I've been around for a while now, but yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of bullshit. And people also like there's a lot of coaches out there who tell people what they want to hear. Of oh course. yeah, you, oh you want to lose twenty pounds by summer? Yeah, I can do that. Let's go ahead and get you signed up. We could do that. We can lose twenty pounds this month. You know, they'll just say yeah, 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 yeah. We know someone like that. No matter what you ask him, I'm not gonna <laughs> reveal who it is. Mm. It's in the industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the worst. Yeah, yeah. That's you the worst can, for people you can accomplish like, that. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. people. I hate that when people just, you know, it's a lie. You know, it's not realistic. Why? Why? Why are you doing that? Because you need that dollar that bad. I mean, you need to sell yourself out. Because that's a sellout. You're a sellout. You're a liar. So you're a thief. Twenty. Yeah, I can make you lose twenty pounds in thirty days. You, you, did you explain them how much suffering is going to be involved yeah, in that? Exactly. Even professional fighters that can do it in less time than that suffer. So yeah. explain to them the suffering that goes to it. It's near death experience. And the non-sustainability of that. Exactly. So stop uh, it. Yeah. There's there's a lot of trickery. Oh, you know, even goodness. like in, in terms of like honesty and stuff like that. Like, you know, I just recently did my calorie deficit update. And say, okay, there could have been, I, I could easily fudge that whole thing, right? The before video could be old. Okay. Yes. I could have done that video. During the pandemic you ban- banked or something. Okay. Could have banked it. Could have had an old video and then just tried on the new, the new, the jeans now. I could say maybe I went and got a procedure done, like cool sculpting or whatever that worked. But then I'm, I'm coming on saying I got this in a calorie deficit, you know, that, that, that's the kind of stuff that's out there. I, I try my hardest to circumvent the haters and say like, that's why I did a video. Yeah. 
Course. You know, I moved. So, so you the, didn't so see. So they can't say that you. Because I've uh, I've been accused of it before. Or, do you remember that one yeah. time? Because I stand in front of this shelf right, right here, and someone said like, "This shelf looks warped." I've never done that ever to any of my pictures. By the way, never. In fact, I had a former business partner who she's the one who handled our social media. I had nothing to do with it. And I didn't know for a, a long time, but she would edit the pictures. Mm -hmm. She would edit the pictures with that tool, would make the waist smaller and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, like, no, I don't want you editing my pictures. Yeah. And I found out because we got into a an argument about photos because I had a bunch of pictures on my, no, she had some pictures from a trip we were on, on her phone. This is how I found out she edits the pictures. And I kept saying, hey, can you airdrop me those pictures? I want the pictures. I want to post it. And she kept avoiding the question. I finally said, hey, send me the pictures. Yeah. And she blew up and yelled at me and said, no, I'm not giving them to you because you post unedited pictures. Do you remember? We got into it. It was right around that time that you I guys you got into me, it. I think you told me that, yeah. And it was like a freaking light bulb in my brain. I was like, you, I, you edit our pictures? You got to understand, this is like... Six, seven years ago, it was not a common thing. There was no filters on like Snapchat, not Instagram. Not like it is now. No. Because yeah. yeah. I use filters, but there's a difference between filtering just your face when you're talking to the camera, you don't have no makeup on, you want it to look presentable, and altering your body shape yes. when you Runging sell shapewear or when you sell a fitness program, okay? And it was like a light bulb. I was like, oh my God, you edit our pictures? Like, what are you talking about? What kind of editing? Yeah. You know? I didn't know. Man. I didn't know. But that's so common now. Almost everybody edits their pictures now, right? Yeah, I, I mean, so. some editing is okay. Yeah. It depends on what type of editing. I'm not yeah. saying I'm against all editing. Listen, every no. magazine you've ever picked up, every commercial, everything's edited, airbrushed somewhat. Of course. But there is a difference between completely changing your... Your BMI. Body... <laughs> structure Composition. depending on what you are doing uh, right you know if you're if you are selling a lip plumping lip gloss and you make your lips you you know enlarge your lips using a filter and saying look at this amazing lip gloss my lips this much bigger in this amount of time or something that's false advertising yes it is there's actually a lot of rules and stuff around that now it's getting well, they're getting tighter they with get it a, they too. should like, be arrested and prosecuted like in too. truth and advertising there's yep. this huge um you're not selling scandal you're, you're, yeah. on tiktok with Good. this girl she's a makeup a makeup influencer she has like 15 million followers she did a sponsored post for l'oreal mascara and in the video she's putting the mascara and then after she shows she goes look at how good this mascara is so amazing and then you could tell she put false eyelashes on in the video she got called out like how can you be selling a mascara that it's so good that it looks like you have false, but you are wearing false eyelashes. And people called her out in the comments and she denied it. But there's people, she you know, TikTok. Down, huh? Oh, she doubled down. Oh, that's She should have just came out and said, listen, guys, this is a commercial. This is a common thing that's done in commercials. I was allowed to do that by the brand. You know, come out with egg on your face, but don't deny it and double down. You, you, now it's going to get worse. You lost all your like trustworthiness, yes. your integrity. Yes. And it puts everything, every product you've ever reviewed into question. Yes. And once we know, once your reputation gets damaged, it's so hard to come back from that. It is it's hard. It's so hard. Now, 
people are going to be like, nah, I'm good. It's, Sometimes it's, it's, you have to like, and you start to see the dollar signs. And even like me, like as they I- lose, They lose, huh? They lose sight of themselves. You do. Like I have to they stop. Do. I really, when I'm considering to work with a brand, like if they want to give me gifted product or pay mm-hmm. me, I, st- I really have, sometimes I get ahead of myself that I have to stop and say, okay, wait a minute. Would I buy this? Would I spend my own money on it? Like, do I really love it? Like, am I willing to really put my name on it? And a lot of times lately, it has been no. I've been even more particular lately and I get more particular as I get larger and as I have more of a following because I really value my integrity when it comes to stuff yeah. like that. Like when mm-hmm. I talk about like a my the body suits, the workout clothes, like even this top actually was one of my, um, I recently talked about it. I love it. And that's why I talk about it. But you have to sometimes say no to money and say no to free stuff or whatever if you're- But you know the percentage of people that probably do not, babe? I wonder if they had a- If people really- If they could oust these people that just say yes to everything, knowing damn well they don't love it, I wonder what the percentage well, no, would be high, that's, unfortunately. That's yeah. a, it just all boils back down to all of this misleading stuff that, that exists in social media. It's kind of like why- I do this podcast. It's It'll come like- back to haunt them, though. It'll come back to bite them. Eventually, you're, you're going to get caught up. Yeah, eventually. You're going to endorse something or put your name in. This is great and get busted and get ousted. Did Anna Nicole Smith get in trouble for promoting something like that? Um, hydroxy cut or something like that. No, it wasn't that brand. It was something It was a different one. Yeah, it was a different one. Hi, uh, on a blank. Slump, slim. Was slim. What was the one? God, I wish I Dang. Was so long ago. It was a, a, a diet pill, though. Yeah. And, and she was... That was the first she one. She had blown back up. She was huge and she huge. was like in hiding or there's something like and that. They found, yeah. Yeah. Again, those types, phone, look it those up, types but, of yeah. things are what drive me absolutely crazy. Like yeah. when someone is promoting a diet, pro- I see it all the time. So like I saw a girl on social media, she's on a reality show actually. She lost her baby weight by, she had posted how she lost it and it wasn't through this brand, let's say the brand is Jenny Craig. I think it's Jenny Craig that she's working with now. And now she's promoting Jenny Craig. She lost her baby weight. But she didn't lose her baby weight doing Jenny Craig. Mm-hmm. But because she lost the weight, you know, she's reaching She's reaching out. I, I mean, the, Jenny Craig reached out with a dollar. Here's the, some money. But you can't go on and say you lost your weight with Jenny Craig. Now they show her before and after. But that wasn't with Jenny Craig. You posted it on social media as you were losing it. You never talked about Jenny Craig. Ooh. And now it's Jenny Craig? Yeah. That's See? what kind of. But TikTok then, you know. But then the um, yeah. the fine line on the commercial, the tiny, tiny, tiny print will tiny say, like, say. this is a dramatization. And that's how they get away with it. Yes. There you go, people. She's giving you the tips. I just, it, that's what happens. It's like I. There's a little, there's a, isn't it, isn't it, isn't it, doesn't it bore your, I know it blows your blood. The fuckery behind this, a lot of this stuff, right? It it's does. like a little curtain, like look behind curtain number two. There's always that. Yeah, because you know why it, real, it does? Because Damn. I feel that my integrity, because of my integrity to things, I don't, I'm not as successful as I could be. Does that make sense? Yes. Money wise. Yes. Money wise. Yes. Because I'm not willing to you could do a say lot of this, trickeries that, and, and the other about products or love sign on with certain things because I'm like, oh no, I can't, you know, I'll have someone reach out, but do you understand how much money you would make? Like, this is how much money you could be bringing in a month. And I'm like, I can't do that because I don't, I know that product doesn't do that. Yeah. Right. Like, I can't. I'm sorry. Nope. Mm-mm. You know? That's true. 
it's that's just I can't I cannot that I I cannot compromise. I'm not perfect. I'm not gonna say I've never told a lie or fibbed or of course stretched something, but I just my integrity is important to me when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yes, you're in it for the long haul, not the short haul. People, I think when they do that, they're thinking the quick dollars and they're th- taking it for as long as they can until mm-hmm. they finally they get exposed, mm-hmm. and it always happens. Always, mm-hmm. always happens. Okay, yeah. example. Not to get off topic, mm-hmm. but you talked about we talked about steroid use, bodybuilders, mm-hmm. kind of secretive about it. Whatever, it's their business. I don't have to advertise. But the one dude who got exposed and it, it bit him in the ass is the Liver King. King. Super. Not, more people are gonna fall like he did. And I say he fell. I'm sure he still has his money on, but you don't hear about him no more. No. Like he fell from grace. He's he probably, had a good run. You'd hear about him on social yeah. media. You, I was seeing my feet a lot. He had to take a step back. I feel like a lot of those are coming. That's like a domino effect usually when Uh, that happens. Didn't that, there was a supplement company too that fell a while back. Oh yes, Shreds. There you go, Shreds. What was the controversy with Shreds? Okay, so the controversy with Shreds was they called it Adobe Gains. They got busted out Uh because like I said, remember years ago, editing pictures wasn't very common. But the Shreds athletes, they they became like social media sensations when social media was first starting out. Yes, they did. They were like these group of fitness people that they had these crazy bodies. Yes. And they promoted this brand called Shreds. Yeah. And they basically made it seem like they took this these supplements and had this amazing body. Yes. Well, people before the TikTok investigator days, but people exposed them for started to like on Reddit and like YouTube started exposing them that they were editing their pictures. They got real pictures of them currently. And they called it Adobe Gains, like the Adobe photo edit software. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had Adobe Gains. They started to expose them. That was one thing they did. And another very shady thing that also made this company fall from grace is their athletes were doing contests. They would say like, you know, enter my my transformation contest, $10,000 prize for the winner, you know, and nobody was ever winning the prizes. So they were collecting all of this money and they were fake winners. They would come, they would- Make up somebody out of Yeah, because they didn't want to pay out the $10,000 prize or whatever, so fake wow. winners. And um, so they got exposed and- uh, you know who was associated? There was a couple very famous people who were yes. associated with one him. Was... They kind of had to re- disappear a yeah. little and rehab their image. Paige Hathaway was one. Oh. And um, um, who was the other? Uh, Eva, what's her name? Eva Marie from the WWE. She was one. She was a Shreds athlete? Do you remember we went I to uh, the Olympia? She was there. I mean, people would go nuts. They were like huge celebrities in the supplement you met, world. You met Paige Hathaway, San yeah. Jose. Yeah, she was there with shreds. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. And they fell from grace because they they weren't being authentic. They got canceled before cancel culture was even a thing. I'm not sure that supplement company may still be around, but let me tell you, they were making money hand over fist. They they had everybody put up in like the same apartment building in Orange County. Yes. And they would all like make shakes in that. And they yes. had like their offices were in the apartment building and they would have photo shoots and they were paying their athletes like a set amount of money every month. And they were oh yeah killing the game. Yes, they were. But the harder, the to- the higher you climb, the harder you fall. Yes. When you're not authentic, it will catch up with you. Mm-hmm. And not to say that the, the owner of the company, he was brilliant. He was ahead of his time. Yes, he was. In terms of social media 
and the way he and a lot of supplement companies do the same thing. He he paved the way for them. But I don't think he necessarily had anything to do with the you know, the alleged misdoings of the athletes. Yes. You know. Mm-hmm. This is all alleged, by the way. Alleged. Alleged. Allegedly. Allegedly. There you go. Allegedly. This is what happened with with yes. them, but they fell from exactly. Grace Hart. But you know what? Like, like you said, eventually, if you, when you play the long game, yes, then you don't have to worry about nope that kind of stuff. You don't have to worry about skeletons coming out of the closet because people will find out eventually and expose you. Yeah, if you are people like, love to expose liars or, or or blow up people who are abusing the systems. I yeah. call it. they're not playing the game the right way. Yeah, like if and cheaters. when I do, those deci- are like cheaters. They're getting cheaters are getting exposed. Basically, that's what they are. You're cheating the system. Yeah, like and eventually whoop, comes back and it give it back. I mean, any so for me, anything related to not like I feel like I have to share everything about my life, but every anything related to like my weight or the shape of my body, my muscles, things like Baby that. Training. I need to be forthcoming. So, yes. if, for example, if I decide to do like hormone replacement therapy, I will absolutely come forward with that, talk about it. Oh, me my too. My experience I with it. I, yeah. I'll say it too. I'm not ashamed. Yeah, I will come because I, I think it's a responsibility because of what I do that I need to share that. You know, if it's not related to something I'm promoting or whatever, you know, I'm not entitled. I don't have to share everything about my life. I don't think people are obligated to share every personal detail. I just have no. a problem when they're, misleading people that's it misleading. and like if you are say you are that coach that can't get it together for yourself and you are selling coaching to others you know although i don't agree with that i think it is i much more acceptable if you're honest about it if you show yourself like hey look i'm helping you but this is my struggle I mean, i'm currently struggling show yourself don't hide yourself and sell it. Like if you're going to sell it, but even though you haven't been able to figure yourself out, fine, but don't be deceitful about your own struggles. Yeah. Um, back when I was a personal trainer and I know teach his own, but you always said you always went after the trainers that look fit and shape. Very much so. I, I, there was a few that weren't fit or in shape and I said, right. I didn't say nothing. I'm slandering them or nothing, but I'm, I always think to myself like, got to get yourself together, man. How are you going to sell? personal training they're way. looking at you people are looking for inspiration motivation i'm not even a trainer i'm not trying to toot my own horn now i'm just at minding my business at city sports i don't even keep to right myself now, yeah i get people ask me teach them how to jump rope do you teach kickboxing i've had a few people men and women ask me do you teach no i'm just here training myself mm-hmm. i mean just, just different things people come up and ask me and some guys well, i mean like, you look ask me part. my age he's like you're 48 wow yeah. dude, i never thought so you're in great shape but it's just in the mind it's not nothing to do with the age but the age aside, it's all mine. But so. yeah, you have to look the part, in my opinion. Like, look, yeah. if you're going to go get your lips done, are you going to go to a lip injector who has botched lips? Like, they look jacked up. You wouldn't want them? Yeah. You look because like she nut. couldn't figure out her own. Oh, but she'll be able to do yours real good. That's how I look at it. Yeah. I look at it like, I want to go to someone. My hairdresser better have nice hair. My, you know my the tanning salon girl at the tanning salon better be a nice golden brown not pasty white like i'm sorry if that's not like appropriate but that's that's how i am i'm influenced i'm very i'm an i'm an influencer but i am also influenced i like to be influenced i like to be the people i buy my products from to be like oh okay yeah i like it because i like it on you so i'll like it on me Mm -hmm. same kind of thing of course 
You know, if someone has a lip color, it looks hideous on them. What are the chances that I'm going to be like, ooh, I love that lip color. (laughs) I was like, ooh, that's ugly. Remember? Oh, that was a filter. I did Uh, a filter of the Selena filter on TikTok. I said, how would you like it if I wore my makeup like this? mm -mm. You don't like it? I looked very Eastside San Jose. no for me. I look like left eye or something. A no for me. Shorty. Like my nickname would be Shorty. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for being with us, and we will see you on the next one. See you.